Ireland Talks podcast with Kevin Byrne. Hello and you're very welcome to episode 8 of the podcast. On this episode of the podcast, a singer-songwriter originally from Dublin and now living in County Clare, deeply connected to his roots and hugely influenced by his roots, which you can hear in his latest single, My People. Other songs like Sarah Doran, where he sings about his nanny, Sally Wall, Sarah Doran. I recently travelled to County Clare, where I met up with Steo Wall in his beautiful home nestled in the hills between Ennis Diamond and Milltown Malbay. I began by asking Steo how a Dublin man ended up living in Clare. Uh, it's all her fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, my partner's a, she's a playwright, um, and we worked in Dublin 10 years ago, like, obviously we're, we're from Dublin, but um, she was house-sharing uh, a cafe out in Blanche, and she was trying to write a play, um, and there was like eight people living in the gaff or something, so she just, she couldn't get any headspace, like, and we were, we'd always been coming down, we'd been coming down here for a while, like, for bits of weekends and stuff, and but a friend of ours lived in in Enniston in town there, just outside, and she's always away walking and stuff. So she was like, "Why don't you just come down and ride it here?" Um, and then after a while, she was like, "Why don't you just take this gaff while I'm here? Like I'll, I'll be back one weekend out of every month." Yeah. And uh, so we started on that. Yeah, we we both jumped on it like, so it was like we came down, we just never left. Like, yeah, do you know, because um. Like what we were saying beforehand, like the, I don't know, there's just a real um, chilled out vibe, real, and like, Enniston is full of blow-ins, it's full of blow-ins yeah. now, like, you know, but um, it was kind of like, you know, the, you remember like in, in the 80s and stuff when everyone was pissed poor, no one had anything, but the community, we had a real strong sense of community, and then I think, the tiger came along and everyone started making money and grabbing and da, 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 da. and for, for me anyway I felt like my, my estate kind of lost that bit of community and yeah. um, I didn't know half my neighbours anymore or whatever you know um, but when we moved down here it's just like a, it's a little bubble yeah. community you know so it's, it's like yeah it's a good you know it's interesting that you say that uh, when the tiger came along it was like uh, in a sense, everybody, it was a keep up with the Joneses thing as such. Yeah. And everybody lost that, uh, as you say, that sense of community. Down here, that's still, it's still there. It never went away. Yeah, well, yeah. that's, like, Enestoyne was like the place, well, 10 years ago when we moved here, Enestoyne was like a place that the Boone forgot about. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't as popular and as trendy as it is now. It's becoming uber uh, yeah. trendy now you know yeah. everyone wants to like house prices apartment prices have shot up through the roof yeah um so <laughs> i kind of lie to people now and they tell me like what's it like that should we move down like nah don't come down show you show you <laughs> down you know um yeah but uh yeah it's a, it's a special little place you know steo uh, tell me about uh, you know growing up in dublin and and the path that led you to music Jeez, there's a question um yeah, well, I, yeah, I was kind of growing up in Dublin, like, uh, well, I, I, you know, I, my mum had me when I was young, like, yeah, and 
we we lived with uh, my grandparents like um, and then my mum got a council house in uh, in Shankill in Dublin and soon after that my grandfather died um, I'm going going way back now but yeah. I, I lived what I'm trying to say is I lived with my grandmother yeah. for a lot of my youth like you know and it was after my granddad died I was the kind of the cable company yeah and the golden boy as well like she's bleeding idolised yeah well she loads like we've come from big families like I come from a family of six and that's a small family like yeah. my ma comes from a family of 14 yeah um, so we all have big families, like you know. So she's bleeding loads of grandkids and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I went to live with her, and then just yeah, growing up in in the estate that I lived in, how I got into music was I'd always be out like with even with the pal I was playing with last night. He lives, he's just moved down as well, which is weird. Yeah, uh, we grew up on the same road, and we'd just be out the back lane singing Oasis songs and you know Beatles songs or whatever, and just jamming, having a crack. Um, but uh, an uncle of mine kind of showed me, you know, a few basic chords on the guitar and stuff. That that was my intro, like that was my end to music. Because um, before that, I'd be just standing there with the lads singing. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to play the guitar, like, you know. But after I got the few chords, I'd be jamming along, yeah. you know. And somewhere I... along the line, I fell out of that, like. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, uh, you know, women and yeah. drinking and acting the maggot kind of took over a bit. and. But when I moved down here, I always had the guitar with me. That that uncle bought me my first guitar that I still have. And I just picked it back up because Jessie was gone. She would written her play and she was touring all over the country and stuff. So I was at home. I had no car. I wasn't driving at the time. So I was in the house just bleeding. Marooned. Yeah, marooned. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So would you say then that the move down here and, and the surroundings, which are unbelievable yeah it's it's such a gorgeous place would you say that that influenced in a big way the music that that came yeah 100% yeah like I think before I moved down here I had like one or two songs and I'd always look I'd always be like I I had like notepads and stuff that I'd yeah have like lyrics and poems and da 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 and short stories or whatever um but after coming here and and then getting back into it slowly, you know, picking it back up and trying to remember what I'd forgotten um, on the guitar and stuff. The space and the quietness of this place allowed me to reflect on like my past and my childhood and how I grew up and the people that influenced me. And I don't think I would have gotten that space in Dublin, if you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And um, because. Dublin so fast, I feel like I feel like a real country punk in there, but Dublin is so fast paced like that. Yeah. I get lost in it sometimes, you know, and I'm up there for over a couple of days, like I I start speeding up and me talk and me walk <laughs> changes and da da da. And uh, so yeah, like I would definitely say that this this place allowed me the space to to write the first album hundred percent and the second album. I've written the second album as well. It it just gave me, I don't know, a lot of creative yeah um, space like tell me about um your nan which is which is uh sarah doran and of course you wrote the song sarah doran yeah uh, sally wall was her name yeah, be- wow Jesus. yeah be- be- before and and you know as i said you have that song on the album sarah doran which is a, which is a beautiful song but um tell me she must have had a huge influence on you yeah 
Yeah, like that, like I said, you know, like I, I moved in with my nan when I was probably about four. And I think I was about t- 10 or 11 when she passed away. But I lived with her all that time. <clears throat> First in, in Macintosh and then over in Tala. Um, but yeah, like in those however many years, like six years or whatever, she just, yeah, she was like, I, I don't know, she just impacted me more than any other human I've ever known like you know um, because she was a little she was a little white witch like you know <laughs> um, and you know we used to do markets like we do the hill summer hill market and at toy and all over the country that was my childhood like yeah. she collected old bits and bobs clothes you know like nothing was wasted even me shoes like if, you know she, she'd be sewing rubber shoes and you know your trousers and everything was refurbished and, and if she could make a penny out of it she'd, she'd sell it like she'd sell she was a fun she was a, a <laughs> you know but um yeah she she was a huge impact on I think like because the stories and stuff that she used to tell me like I does we we know this uh she's a Native American lady and she's a Shanaki she's a storyteller you know yeah. she was over here year, 10 years ago and we lived down in Ennistoyman and then um, I was telling her that I was saying to her, you know, I was getting back into the music and stuff, and I was like, my grandmother used to tell me these amazing stories, and that's why I put it in the songs. And I'm like, I can't remember them now. I wish I could remember all yeah. of these because they're gold. Like, yeah. and she was like, Don't worry, Steel. It's all, you know, it's all in the oven. Just think of it like a bun. You put the bun in the oven, and now you're just waiting for them to cook. You know, <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's cool. So uh, yeah, I'm still, still bits of those stories trickle down and mm. you know um but yeah and I'm, I'm i'm impressed that you you have the her real name sally because i wrote that song around i started that song and i wasn't even gonna put that on the album i had like it was like a verse and a bit of the chorus and stuff <laughs> i shouldn't have said jesse to kill me but i played it to jess you know when i wrote the melody yeah i was like what do you think of that she's like i don't like that Sounds like I've heard it a hundred times, and I was like, "Why?" And I sang it a bit, and she was like, "No, I'm not really into that." I was like, "It was the first time that I disagreed with her, you know, because I'd bounce all the ideas off her." Yeah. And then I was like, "You're wrong," so I kept it, um, and I wrote it around, you know, because my grandmother would have been born, you know, like in hard enough times, like yeah. traveling around and 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 you know, doing markets and living off the land. Mm. And, you know, um, so but but I, I had a real picture in my head, and I, I feel like I'm born in the wrong area as well, because I that just seems amazing to me. Yeah, it seems an amazing way. Of you life. could you could probably exactly visualize what way it was, and and you wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. I've read books, like even when I moved in here, uh, and I said it to the landlord, my 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 son is called Felix. You know, yeah, and so the landlord was like. Felix, that's a that's a strange name for a boy. He says, you know, we used to have pipers that come down here uh, years ago, Johnny and Felix Doran. And I was like, I'd always be kind of a bit weary about, the, you know, like telling people to travel, yeah. especially around here. Like, and I don't, I don't mean that in any way, but there's just a little barrier. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then I could kind of see the reverence that those boys were held in down here. 
Was your grandmother related to Felix and Johnny? Yeah, they were my grandmother's uncles. Yeah. So they, were, they were Wexford people. They were all Wexford people. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's the visual. That's the visual I had in my head. And then I read books around it, and I was like, I could just picture them traveling the roads, and you know, the two boys going out and busking in fairs and markets, and collecting all the stories from all the other families around the country, and then coming back together and setting up camp and. Telling stories and F- Felix Doran used to used to come to my mother's mother's house. Wow! In in a in a place called Ballamadon. Right. Um, it beyond the the Mead Dublin border, okay. but it's the right side of it. It's the Dublin border. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the <laughs> Dublin side, and uh, they used to come and 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 maybe camp there for sometimes up to two three months, wow. and they play in in my grandfather's house because he was a musician. Wow. Played played fiddle and whatever. These were the people that kept the music alive yeah. across the country. Yeah, I've only slowly kind of found, come to know that. I suppose I've kind of always had a known about that as well, but the more you kind of read and learn about all of those boys, yeah. the, the Pecker and the John Royleys and the Finbars, and like these are... They, yeah, these. like, you know, John Royley sure isn't, isn't you know, Christy sings a lot of his songs yeah. and, and, and you Luke know... And the whole lot of them. Yeah, they do, yeah, because they were such a huge influence. Only for those people, the songs would have been lost. lost yeah. 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 There's nothing sure than that. Does a, does a, a, a chap by the name Thomas McCarthy have ever had him? I have, yeah. Uh, Thomas has like songs that are twelve hundred years old that are passed down from like yeah. the heirs. He's the he's the he's the only one with the heirs of these songs, like and the 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 stories and stuff, you know. Which is incredible. Amazingly. Yeah. Like uh, Johnny, Johnny, I think, was killed. He, he a wall fell on top of him. I think yeah. he was he was he was in Ballymun, I guess. No, he he he. Um, oh, in the UK, wasn't it? No, no, no. He can't. He, like, so he can't. The same thing. Like I only found this out. It was from my landlord as well. He yeah. kind of gave me the book of the Poivers that was written by Blackie O'Connell's dad there in in, in Blackie. Yeah, the Poy player. Yeah, yeah. yeah his dad. Famous man around doing. Yeah, Blackie's savage. That's who plays the Poy for some my people as well. Yeah. Um, but um. I only found that out. So Johnny, Johnny, I think was planning to move just outside Milltown there, out the Quilty. That's where he used to camp. Okay. And Felix would be over around like East Clare, you know that 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 were their two of their spots. So I only found out that this was kind of Johnny's spiritual home. He was planning to move the family here, like. That's incredible. And um, he a wall fell in on top of him in Christchurch. That's where he was camped in Dublin. That's right. In some storm, and yeah. then uh, I think it was Seamus Ennis kind of heard that. He was in a bad way, yeah. and he said it to. I don't know who he said it to, but they walked for RTE. He said, "Look, Dorans, he's had having a bad accident. He's he's nearly dead." Like, so then they got him into RTE, and he recorded. Uh, I think about fifteen, twenty. Yeah, because there was a there was an, certainly an album. Uh, yeah. Recorded, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Doran, it's, yeah. It's highly like it's highly regarded yeah. as like. And there, there is I, only recently I've been looking at, at footage of Felix down at the Willie Clancy, yeah. uh, or down in Milltown Albay at least. It wouldn't have been the Willie Clancy Festival, but yeah. playing with Willie Clancy. Yeah. There must have been some days when you think of it. Yeah. You know, we can we I suppose can only reflect on them. Yeah. But it must have been an amazing time, like. It must have been. It must have been unbelievable. I I always feel as I said to you before we start recording that. 
when I come down here, you definitely feel there. You just feel it. The the energy, yeah. you know, you do. You know, going back a little bit, you you had a, and and obviously we spoke about. You just mentioned there that you you had that kind of nervousness, as saying about the traveling community or whatever. You did struggle a little bit with the the identity and when you came over that kind of barrier, how did you feel? It had to be a, a kind of a relief to you because obviously you felt you had to shield it in some way. Yeah, well, it was just like, because we're all, like, obviously I was always like proud of who I was and where I came from and that was always instilled. Yeah. But then there was still like a duality about it of like, like we kind of live in a house and like my dad's not a traveler and I'm like, where the f- where do I fit in? Like, yeah. You know, so it was, it was that kind of thing. Because I, I done that interview, I don't know, I don't know who it was for, but they kind of honed in on that. It was like one comment, and they built a whole article around it. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, I, like I don't know if it was a struggle even either. You know, it was just that thing of like, where is my place in this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I grew up in a council estate, but all my people and some of my people still traveling over in England. And, and you know, my grandmother, like, proper traveler, like, yeah. in church every Saturday, dragged the church. And so it was just that thing of, like, right, so where's my place in this? And I think the music helped me to find my place and all of that, like, you know? Yeah. In some In some way, like, like I, I suppose, and you did mention there the the single uh, "My People." Yeah, that's a homage to the to the traveling people, the people that we mentioned, the Dorans, yeah. Eckerdon, the people who who kept the music alive, and yeah. and that obviously was your well, obviously your your reasoning behind the the writing of the song. Yeah, it was. I, I was asked by um, Michael Collins, you know Michael Collins, he, he played Blackie in, in Glen Row. Yeah. So he asked me to come and do sing at a Traveller Pride ceremony up in Dublin. And I was driving the, the two and a half hours up and I was thinking, I was like, wow, like Traveller Pride, like. Because yeah. you never, you know, like in media and stuff, they kind of, they get a bad, you know, we get a bad rap, like, you know. Yeah. You never see Travellers in Pride or, you know, holding the culture up yeah. but it, that that was the the springboard for the idea i was like wow like taking pride and we're celebrating that our culture and our heritage and all that and and then that got me led me into thinking about all the people who held the torch and the flame like you know and then it like the song is whatever it is four or five minutes long if you were to put everyone in there the song would never fucking end like you know <laughs> you'd have a full album of yeah, one song just one song um actually that's not a bad idea <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, so they were all just the people that kind of inspired me, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you, like, you've like you also described Luca Bloom as a, as a kind of a guiding light to you. Yeah. How did that relationship, uh, you know, form or, or where did you meet? And, and you seemed to click when you met. Yeah, so Luca lives down here, he lives in the scanner. And um, I met, because oh, we used to do, you know, I had when I came down and stuff and... Jesse came back off tour and I, I'd written a few songs and uh, we used to do open mic nights, you know, yeah. around Ennistoyme. They used to, Ennistoyme and Milltown and just during the winter nights, certain cafes and stuff would hold open mic nights. 
everyone would come drink like herbal tea and sing chills like it was amazing amazing time and and so we'd always like play like we've a couple of party pieces myself because jesse sings as well and so we played a party but she was always going go on sing sing one of your songs and stop and then i eventually plucked up the courage to do it and it went down really well like what was that song it was actually the pikey rap song that was the song i had like when i came you know yeah and uh that was the first song I ever played like to a, an audience of people and I was, I was crapping myself like yeah and then after it like the fucking place exploded like so I was like wow dude. I, I just shut my eyes and went yeah. for it I didn't stop yeah. until it was over and then after it was just like a split silence and then and I was like whoa yeah and then Barry came up to me after that Luke had come up to me after that and was like oh it's great like you've got other songs and stuff and I was like yeah I'm, I'm starting to write a few and he was like, are you thinking of recording or that? And I was like, eh, maybe at some stage. He was like, well, when that time comes, let me know and I'll give you a hand. Brilliant. And then it was probably three years later, four years later even, when I started, uh, when I went on tour with Damo and started thinking about recording an album. And Barry came back to me then and he was like, so are you recording? He was like, well, do you want a hand? Like, and I was like, that was it. So he just came in, I think I had one song recorded that I didn't even use on the album actually. Um and we we, we that was it. He just like came on and produced the album and, you know gave the bit of a he's it's his, it's his fault, I was gonna say it's his it's <laughs> it's his fault that Sarah Doran's on the album actually because I was keeping that for the next album. Okay. because uh, I hadn't got it written. I've just found I find it hard kinda to write about family and know people that are really really close to me are the hardest songs I find to write emotional yeah yeah Yeah, of course yeah um but I had half it and we were in his house the day before we were heading into the studio to put the final touches on the whole thing it was was ready like and the album was signing off and we were just singing a few tunes and going over a few things and he got up to make tea you know and so I started playing the melody like and then you know and he's like that. I said, oh, oh, this is this song, and I told him about my grandmother and who her uncles were, and he was like, what the? F- are you? <laughs> he's please don't tell me you're thinking of keeping that for your next album. I was like, actually, I'm going around. He's like, what the? F-? He said, this is like your first. This is the first time. Like everyone around here knows you. We all know Steel now at this stage, but the world doesn't know who you are. Like, yeah. this is your first introduction to the whole world musically. Yeah. Yeah, like, please put that song on the album. I was like, I can't finish. I'm trying to write it years. She's not good enough. It's just not good enough still. Go home and finish the fucking song. And uh, so I did. I came home. I locked myself in that room up there for about two weeks. Yeah. Um, probably being over dramatic there. I wasn't locked in the room. But I just, every week and hour, I was in the room trying to finish it. And after two weeks, I, I, I finished it. And... Uh, I'm so happy that I did because it's kind of the song that pulled the rest of the song and the album into the folk kind of genre as well. But a year, a year, nearly a year to the day after I released Where I'm From, I was asked to sing that song. They were inducting John Riley into the Folk Hall of Fame at the very first ever RTE Radio 1 Folk Awards. Folk Awards, yeah. And... I was being introduced by Christy. Christy was saying how he, you know, you know, uh, all the songs he got from from John and stuff, and 
So I was driving up the road and I was thinking about that all, all that in my head. And I was going over that day in, in, in Lucas Gaff and I was like, Jesus Christ. And at the same time he was driving up the road, he was heading on tour to Australia. And the phone, like I was literally just going over everything we've just talked about. Yeah. And then the phone started ringing. I looked at it, I was like, Barry. And he said, ah, oh, thinking of holding it for the next fucking album, are you? And I was like, oh, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. And, and you toured with Luca, did you? Uh, no, no, I haven't toured with him, no. Okay. But you, tour, you mentioned Damien Dempsey, you toured with Damien. Yeah, yeah, Damien was yeah. the one. It's his fault as well. Because <laughs> it would... Uh, I mean, like obviously you had influences, and we, we spoke about yeah. obviously your grand grandmother and and um the Dorans and so on. But musically, when you were growing up, who influenced you? Were, were you into the big folk scene, or was it rap? Or? Yeah, no, rap. Rap was probably like before all of that. I like I, I'd be listening to like with me mates and stuff. I'd be listening to like the Beatles and the Doors yeah. and and Oasis and and. You know Bob Marley, all of that. So it was like real, like a mix of everything. Yeah. Um. And then in in '96, we made play like a, a two-pack tape that he had, a cassette tape. And it was this song called "Brenda's Got a Baby" about a crack addicted mother having a kid and dumping it in a dumpster, and uh, it was just like, wow, this is I'd never heard that like it. Yeah. And so I became like heavily influenced in that, and then. Well, I always like I always kind of loved Lou Kelly and the Dubliners. Cause yeah. if you're from Dublin, you have to love the Dubliners, you know. So they were always all of that stuff was always blaring in my house anyway. Yeah. And then like my grandmother would have had like the trad stuff going and Patsy Cline and all that. So it was it was all it was just I I was you know opened up to everything yeah. growing up. Yeah. a mix of every genre of music on the big variety of music yeah, around you yeah. yeah yeah and so then i think when it came time to do my own stuff that kind of folk thing and then the little spoken word hip-hoppy stuff kind of just came along naturally like mm. you know yeah um and then and then obviously like demo like if you weren't influenced by them or growing up in Dublin in the 90s or whatever you yeah. must have been living under a rock like yeah. you know because yeah. I don't know it was just the first I think the, uh, you picked a bad time Garda was the first song I ever heard you know he's talking about his gaff getting yeah. murdered by the Garda and stuff yeah. I was like holy shit that happened in Airgaff as well like or, that happens in Air this day yeah. like, you know so we could totally identify and relate with some that. incredible songs and, and you know, he, he has a uniqueness to him as well. Yeah. You know, he and I, I know he recorded a, a lot of the Dubliner songs. And yeah. You mentioned the Dubliners, but he's he's recorded some of Luke's songs with the Dubliners, Barney and, yeah, and, and right, John yeah. Chain. He's he's a he's a masterful man, really. Yeah. No, he is. He's he's. You know, I, I, like, I put them out there with Luke and stuff now yeah. at this stage, like you know. Yeah. For for me, like, there's a line of. Yeah. Bards that have all done, you know, the Christies and the Glens and the and the Damos and you know. And we we've a great mix of them. We do. Thank God. We really do. We're dead. I think it's Christy Dignam that says it like for such a small island, for such a small nation, we box well above our weight in music and literature and art and Unbelievably and, and you know, like obviously the country's gone through a rough uh, yeah. time, we've lost We've lost a lot of our people, you know, yeah. 
But I always feel that it's it's that that takes us through the music, yeah, the the, the poetry, you know. Absolutely. It's really instilled in in us. Yeah. You know. It's what we turn to in hard times. Like, yeah. It for, is. Well, it's what I turn to. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah. But when I when I need to find a bit of solace or comfort, if it's not playing, or I'm listening. Like you know. Yeah. How did you how did you cope with the lockdown? You mentioned that you did your first gig yeah. last night. Yeah. Was it weird or, or were you just glad to get back at it? It was I was glad I was a couple of reasons I was really glad to get back at it. You know, just to be singing a few songs again. Um and to get out of the house. Yeah. You know, get a night out with ourselves and Yeah. Um But then it was like, you know, 'cause I I've I've become accustomed to just playing my own stuff, you know, like going and booking a place or whatever and just playing steel songs. Yeah. And so I'm a bit rusty on the old cover tunage. Um but I had my mate with me as well, like and it was just it was just great, like, yeah. you know. It was just good and just like, you know, everyone's space the way they have it set up, you know, there's tables all yeah. over the place and they've log fires burning in, in hotel deal and stuff and it was just like once we sat down and after the nervousness of the first song we were in it, you know, it was like, oh, it's just, I was saying it to the lads, I was like, this is, this is, this is normality. We're like, home as such. We're back. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Hopefully long may it continue, like. What's the plans? Have you any plans in the pipeline albums or? Yeah, I'm recording my second album, yeah. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, I've, I've a few great ideas. Actually, I might, I'm just going to say it, um, so, because you knew me grandmother as Sally, like, so, the, because of Sarah Doran, the whole world got introduced to my grandmother as Sarah Doran. Yeah. And so, with this album, I found, just before Christmas, I found, like, a 35-year-old tape of me grandmother singing and telling stories and stuff. So, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to thread that through the album and introduce her as, give her a proper title, like, you know. Brilliant. Um, so that's that's the plan around the second album and I've I've, I've been t- I would have I would have done this album in twenty twenty if phones and yeah everything had have allowed like but uh, I'm kind of glad that I that the lockdown has knocked the socks out me got me back to visit and then I'm like right about it and then so now I'm at a place where I'm like I'm back Ben still again. Well, look, the the lockdown and and you know I've spoken to to many people both artists and, and just the, the normal people as as they say and the, the lockdown has has done something i feel where it's kind of brought people back to what life is about yeah community that, that community we mentioned earlier yeah. you know that sense of community and please god that you know it it, it has it has been terrible as i said we've lost people yeah. but maybe it's a correction for us too uh, yeah, you would hope so. Like that, I think. Because what the lockdown has showed everybody, I think, is that when everything else is gone, when the fucking holidays and the cafes and the pubs, all of that is gone, all we're left with is ourselves and our family, and the, and the community that we live in. Like and and so that's what, for me anyway, and it took me a long, a good few months to get there. I was like. Because you know the loss of identity and the loss of like, oh, what am I bleeding down here now? Where's where do I fit in now yeah. that I don't fit in anymore? Yeah. Like, and and then you come to that place of like, hold on, 
isn't it? Beautiful place, two beautiful kids, beautiful partner, have everything I need. And so I'm, I'm good, like, you know? Mm. So it brought, it brought all that home to me. Like. You know, you're grounded as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. where I'm at now at the minute. I'm, I'm just really grounded in it and I'm tipping away at the, the album and, and uh, yeah, I'm not rushing that anymore. Well, what a lovely way to be. Steo, uh, I want to thank you very much for thank having you. us here. Uh, it's been brilliant. You're in a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful place. If you couldn't be inspired by where you're living, uh, I don't think you could be inspired at all. Yeah. Thanks a million. The very best of luck for the future. Best of luck with the, the forthcoming album. I'd be, I'd be looking forward to, to hearing it, especially with the influences of your grandmother, yeah. Sally Wall. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me, Kev. Thanks, Dale. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. The great Steo Wall. The current single is available now. It's called My People and a great song it is indeed. And for more on Steo Wall, you can check out steowall.ie and you can get them on all the usual social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Big thanks to Steo and also his partner, Jess and the two lads, Adam and Felix. Felix, a great name. Uh, for such a welcome they gave me uh, down in Clare a few weeks back. Thanks a million, guys, and I look forward to seeing you on my next uh, visit to Clare. That's it. Until the next episode of the podcast, thanks a million for listening and take care. Bye-bye. Don't let them bring you down because your rich history is written on every stone in every town. You can contact the podcast on Ireland Talks Podcast at AOL.com. Find Ireland Talks Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.